standing next to you tell them like the old timers used to say tell them you don't know like I know what the Lord's done for me come on tell them you don't know like I know Ooh, if that's how you feel clap your hands one more time and give God a praise Them old-timers get to singing that song. Before you know it, they just start singing, I feel like dancing when I think about what he's done for me. Dancing when I think about what he's done for me. Dancing when I... Done for me. Then they start thinking, I feel like running when I think about what he's done for me. Running when I think about what he's done for me. Running when I think about what he's done for me. When I think of what he's done. Ooh, then some old grandmama would really get excited. She said, I feel like shouting when I think about what he's done for me. I feel like shouting. When I think about Yay! Then they'd sing that first part again You don't know like I Start shaking that finger What is done Then they get stuck and they just start singing He's done for me He's done for me He's done for me wish somebody would just turn loose tonight and praise him Woo! if you only knew what he brought me out of baby if you only knew what it took uh, for me to even be here tonight if you only understood my story uh, you'd understand why uh, I gotta shout on a Tuesday night uh, you'd understand why uh, I've got to give him praise uh, in the middle of the week, yes, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord has redeemed from the hands of the enemy. I just need about a hundred redeemed folk in the building. I just need about a hundred redeemed people in the building that know if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I would have already been consumed. But baby, I've already been to the water and I've already been baptized. My soul has been converted and baby, I feel that I feel all 
Everybody give him some praise one more time tonight. Woo. Pardon the noise, Sister Carrier, but God been good to me. I shouldn't even be here tonight, but the fact I'm still breathing, the fact I still got the activity of my lips, you can sit there if you want to, but for every Tuesday night that I ever had to miss, I'm going to give him some praise on this one tonight. I feel, y'all in trouble tonight because I feel like preaching. <laughs> Ooh, it's liable to get dangerous in here tonight. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Anybody still on a little all nations hangover tonight? Anybody still on a little all nations hangover tonight? <laughs> Your belly done hanging over your belt. Amen. Some of y'all got that Dunlap disease. Your belly done lapped over your belt. Amen. How many of you thank God for what he did in this place this weekend? I mean, if you were not here on Sunday, baby, you absolutely missed it. God showed up in such a powerful, powerful way. We had over 600 people here in service with us on Sunday. I think we ought to give God a praise for that. And uh, when the Holy Ghost was done moving around here, Joshua was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Cody was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Valencia was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Tashara was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And several more people were filled with the Holy Ghost in the altars. I think we ought to give God a praise for that tonight. I think we ought to rejoice over that tonight. amazing time in the Holy Ghost and then when we left the sanctuary I mean we had a party outside and we had such a great time and I want to take just a moment to give a great big thank you to everybody that was involved in making all nations such a spectacular success would you help me put your hands together let's just honor every person that labored and worked together and led teams and sacrificed and cooked and cleaned and organized and decorated and uh, everything was just first class. And um, we kept Brother Sloss absolutely busy in the office today. I mean, he had a stack of guest cards and he was on the phone all day with our guests. And uh, we just received report after report after report of people saying they have never been to a church like this before in their life. They've been looking for a church and they found it. The friendliest church they've ever been to. First, I mean, you name it. God just, God made such a powerful, powerful impact in their lives. And so uh, we're very, very thankful for that. 
And uh, again, thank you to everybody who sacrificed to make it such an amazing event. And uh, somebody shout next Tuesday. Poke your neighbor in the eye, tell him next Tuesday. <laughs> Amen. I'd be like one preacher said, poke him in the eye and tell him neighbor. We walk by faith and not by sight. But next Tuesday, I'm just telling you right now, you don't want to miss church. Next Tuesday, we, we are going to be launching something very, 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 tell your neighbor, very, 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 very exciting. And you don't want to miss out on being here next Tuesday night. And that's all I can tell you tonight. You just got to make sure you're here. But it's going to be awesome, and you don't want to miss what's going on next Tuesday night. Grab your Bibles. Go with me to the book of Hebrews tonight, chapter 12. Band, y'all just hang tight because I'm just feeling a little wild tonight. I, I, I got a real short fuse tonight. So we're going to light it, and it ain't going to take long to get to the gunpowder. And uh, I'm just feeling a little dangerous in the Holy Ghost tonight. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12, and I want to read just one verse of Scripture tonight. It says, wherefore, somebody shout wherefore. Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And for a few moments tonight, I simply want to preach from this thought. Run, baby, run. Tell your neighbor, run, baby, run. Oh, see, somebody's already got a hold of it tonight. I feel like preaching to somebody. Run, baby, run. Woo! Somebody's already getting it in the Holy Ghost tonight, baby. I gotta run. I gotta run. Lord, I'm running. Trying to make 100. Lord, I'm running. Woo! Tell your neighbor I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I know it don't look like it right now, but I'm I'm running, I'm running. I'm I'm gonna get out of my way. I'm running a race. Don't don't slow me down. I'm running a race. Don't 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 you hinder me. I'm I'm running a, a race. Can't you see? Don't distract me. I, gotta run don't 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 load me down with something i don't need because because baby i've got to i've got to run this way one writer said when you run a race there's only one that receives the prize so run ye that ye may obtain it tell your neighbor i'm running to win this thing I'm not running to lose. I'm not running to come in. I'm running to win the prize. 
I, I wish I had a church in the building tonight. I said I'm running uh, to win the prize. Ooh, Lord, help us tonight. You may be seated. Hebrews chapter number 12 is situated very particularly amongst the text of the book of Hebrews. And it begins by saying, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Now, that's a unique way to begin the chapter. And the fact of the matter is, anytime you see the word wherefore, it would do you good to see what it is there for. Anytime you see the word wherefore, it is indicative that there is a continuation of thought. And so in order to gain the proper context of the scripture, you must back up in the word of the Lord in order to truly understand what the writer is trying to say. And so if you remove the parenthetical separation between chapter 11 and chapter number 12, you will understand that this is just an ongoing conversation. And in fact, in order to really gain the context of what the writer is saying, uh, of whom most believe is the Apostle Paul, you, you have to back up all the way to uh, Hebrews chapter number 11. And when you begin to read in Hebrews chapter number 11, you, you're familiar with this tonight. Uh, I'm not going to be before you long, but it, it begins by saying, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Somebody say hope for and the evidence of things that are not seen. Now, now, if I stop and preach every nuance of this, we'll be here all night. But, but let me stop right here long enough to say that faith has a lot to do with what you hope for. And so as you live for God, you've got to learn how to tune out the naysayers that will come to you at times and tell you don't get your hopes up. I know, I know you're excited about living for God, but, but just, just, just wait a couple years and, uh, and, and, and you know, things will calm down a, a little. Don't, don't get your hopes up uh, too high because getting your hopes up just, just you know, sets you up for disappointment. Don't, 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 don't expect too much. Don't, don't, don't get your hopes up. You better recognize early in your walk with God that that is not the voice of faith. That is not the voice of somebody uh, planting in your life by God because the Bible said that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The world of faith is the world of things that are built on hope. I got some things that I'm hoping for, Brother Wallace. I got my eyes set on some things that I'm believing God for. And so instead of telling people, don't get your hopes up, what you need to do is get hooked up with some hope dealers. Uh, not dope dealers, but you need to get hooked up with some hope dealers. Uh, you need to find some associations with people uh, that will come to you and tell you, hey, uh, oh, there's something exciting about to happen. And what are they doing? They're getting your hopes up. Uh, that's the kind of addiction I want in my life. Give me some hope, brother. Uh, tell me something that's going to give me some hope. I know it looks bad, sister, uh, but hang in there because God is on. Uh, that's the kind of hope uh, I'm looking for. Uh, I know 
know you're going through a little struggle right now, but baby, just keep praying because God's going to answer your prayer. You Anybody know any hope dealers in the building? I know it looks tough right now, but just, just keep on trusting God because God has never failed me. Oh, I get some hope up in the building. That's what brings faith to your life. Faith is the substance of things that are hopeful. Tell your neighbor, get your hopes up, baby. Get your, it's time to dream again. I know somebody talked you into laying your dream down, but you need to ignore their voice and pick it up again tonight and say, all right, God, I'm going to trust you again. All right, God, I'm going to believe you again. Somebody ought to give God a praise in this house. Somebody ought to just go ahead and give God a praise for what you're hoping for. Ain't even seen it yet, but I'm hoping for it. Don't even have it in my hands yet, but hope is enough to make me give God the praise like I got it right now. Hope is enough for me to run the aisles like I got the phone call already. Hope is enough for me to dance like I already got the good news. Hope is enough for me to shout like the door is already been open. Hope is enough for me to praise him like I lost my... Don't, don't get it twisted. I know you can't see it, but it's already there. It's already done. It's a, That's what faith does. It grabs a hold of the unseen and brings it into the world of the seen. You may not be able to see it yet, but it will be on earth as it already is in heaven. Ah, oh, somebody in this building ought to just shout right now over something that you're hoping for tonight. Come on, I dare you to get that thing in your spirit. I dare you to get that thing in your heart. I dare you to get that thing in your hand and just say, I believe in God for it tonight. If you're streaming online, I'm sorry, you missed it tonight. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, tell you neighbor, I'm hoping. Oh, Jesus, I barely got to verse number one of Hebrews. And, and so really the conversation begins here. The conversation is a conversation about believing God for some things. And the writer goes on to start explaining to us something about faith. As a matter of fact, verse number six says, but without faith, it is impossible. Somebody shout impossible. It is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. God's got a reward waiting for your efforts. I said God's a rewarder. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to leave you empty. He's not going to leave you disappointed. He is a rewarder. I wish I had some faith people in the building. He is a rewarder of them that diligently see. I just need a few testimonies in the building that can testify. He'll always be right on time. He'll always make a way. He'll, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then the Bible goes on to describe for us person after person 
giving us an example of somebody who has, who has lived their life by the principle of faith. Verse 7 said, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteous, which is by faith. What kind of faith does it take uh, for a man to say God uh, is telling me it's going to do something it's never done. It's going to do something that I've never seen uh, and so I'm going to build something I've never built uh, and something I know. It took faith uh, for him to operate. Uh, most theologians believe that it took probably at least 100 years uh, for that boat to be built. Some of us if it didn't happen in the first uh, 30 days of our life we'd throw in the towel. Oh, I, could, I knew I wasn't going to get no help right there. I, I thought this is what God wanted me to do, but here I am 30 days later. I guess I, guess I just shouldn't, but there's something to be said uh, about faith that just won't quit. Uh, there's something to be said about faith uh, that just keeps on moving day after day after day. Uh, there's not a cloud in the sky. Uh, there's not a drop of moisture, uh, but I'm going to do everything that God said for me. Uh, to, this is the kind of faith uh, that Noah had. Uh, he was ridiculed. Uh, he was mocked. Uh, he had no converts. Uh, only eight people were saved. They were all his family members. Uh, they, they, they had no choice. Uh, and he had no convert. Uh, but he kept on preaching uh, and he kept on building. Uh, oh, uh, he didn't even realize uh, that that vessel was carrying a seed uh, that would replenish the earth. Uh, that's the kind of faith uh, that now God said when you want to see faith. Uh, this is what faith looks like. This is what faith. Do you got enough faith that when I give you a word, that time doesn't matter to you? That when I give you a word, the passing of the days and the weeks and the months and the years means nothing because you understand that my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish the very thing that I have sent it to. By faith, Noah, somebody shout, Noah. Oh, yeah. Noah, and then, and then verse number eight says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God. Abraham had faith that he understood. There's times that faith calls you to step out of your comfort zone. Faith will call you to walk in the dimensions of the unknown. In areas previously never traversed. In areas previously. So, oh, I've, so I'm talking to somebody right now. What, what's holding you back from the promise is you keep saying, well, well I've never done it before. I've never done that. Do you know there's always a first time for everything uh, and you've never done nothing uh, until you do it for the very first time uh, so it's time for you to start looking the unknown in the eye uh, and say I may have never done it before but bless God uh, God said it uh, and if God said it uh, then baby he's going to empower me uh, to 
to it. I've never started a business before. Uh, just follow the voice of God. Uh, I, I've never done this before. Just follow uh, the voice of God. So Abraham moved in faith and he sojourned. Somebody shout Abraham. And then the Bible said in verse 11, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Ooh, that's just a nice way of saying she was an old lady. Way past childbearing age. But the voice of God is a seed that never comes up empty-handed. Oh, and when God's seed hits a barren womb, the womb has no choice but to come to life. I said when God's word, when his seed hits a barren womb, the womb has no choice but to come to life. I want you all to get a picture in your mind right now of your grandmama. And I get a picture of her walking around like this. Some people run into the bathroom. Old Grandma Sarah. How you doing, baby? Grandma, what big eyes you have. Oh, the better to see you with, honey child. Grandmama, what a big belly you have. Oh, let's talk about something else, child. Can you imagine being an old grandma? And here you are birthing a miracle baby. Because God, the Bible says, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Ooh, I could preach that for a minute today. If God gave you a word of promise, there is nothing in your life that can stop it from coming to pass. If God gave you a word of promise, it doesn't matter how dead things look. It doesn't matter how obsolete the situation seems. God's word will come true every single time. Somebody shout, Grandma Sarah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have time to to get into this but the Bible says that these all died in the faith not having received the promises but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth God said there was some of these people uh, that never did see it with their natural eye come to pass. Uh, nevertheless, uh, they were as committed uh, to what God's word told them uh, as anybody else could be even in the face uh, of their own life passing. Uh, they were still convinced. You might kill me, uh, but God's word is going to keep living on. Uh, my life might end, uh, but his promise is still uh, going to come to pass. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then the Bible says uh, that by faith, somebody shout by faith. Uh, Abraham, uh, he, when he was tried, uh, offered up Isaac. Uh, and he that had received the promises uh, offered up his only begotten son, uh, of whom it was said that in Isaac uh, shall thy seed uh, be 
called? Oh, yeah. God, I thought you said this was the promised child. I thought you said this was the heir of promise. And now, God, you're going to let him die on an altar. Oh, but the Bible said that he was accounting in verse 19 that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. You know what he had in his mind? This boy is going to die because that's what God told me to do. But he was equally convinced uh, he's going to come right back up again. Uh, he's going to rise right back up again. Uh, somebody shout Abraham. Abraham. And then the Bible tells us that by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. And by faith, somebody shout by faith. Isaac or by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Now, see, if it was me writing this chapter and I was going to write something concerning the faith of Jacob, I could think of a lot of things that could describe the faith of Jacob. I mean, I could talk about Jacob wrestling with an angel on the other side of the fort, Jabaka, and he made up in his mind, I'm not going to let you go until you bless. I mean, that's Sounds a lot better to put in the book of Hebrews to show the faith of Jacob. But God said, no, no, no. You want to see his faith really shine? I'm not going to show you a young Jacob wrestling with an angel. But I'm going to show you an old man who's seen his best days. And he's got a limp. And the only way he can even stand up is that he's leaning on top of a cane. But it's not the cane that's the testimony. It's what he did on top of the cane. The Bible says said he worshiped uh, while leaning on the top uh, of his staff. He said, you want to know what faith looks like? Uh, it's not when you're having your best moments. Uh, it's not when you're having your most victorious days. Uh, but faith really shines uh, when you're at your wit's end uh, and you ain't got any strength uh, and you have to use another something or other uh, to just to help keep you on your uh, but in those moments uh, you still have the determination uh, to worship God. Uh, while you're leaning, I wish that I had somebody in the building uh, that would say I might be limping, uh, but I'm going to give God the praise. Uh, this may not be my best moment, uh, but you better believe I'm going to give God the praise. Uh, and he worshiped God uh, while leaning on his staff. Woo. Somebody shout Jacob. And, and so there's all of these examples in Scripture. And then, and then the Bible says that, that by faith Moses, when he was come to years, verse 24, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the ward. And by faith, he forsook Egypt, 
not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible he said you want to see what faith looks like it's when a young man has everything that Egypt offers at his fingertips he's got a wealth he's got success he's got career he's got education he's got all of the but you want to know what faith looks like the Bible said that he would not partake of it because he considered it a reproach to Christ Moses understood that if I have all of that and I lose God then I have nothing and he turned his back on Egypt and rather shook after the will of God for God said that's what faith you want to see what faith looks like it's a young person getting resolve in their spirit that this world has nothing to offer me that even compares with the promise of God there's nothing the world has that even compares with the glory the world's music doesn't compare with God's glory and the anointing and the power of it oh yeah that's why when I got the Holy Ghost I threw all my CDs in the trash can that's why when I got the Holy Ghost I wouldn't give the devil the pleasure of spinning that music in my car why because I wanted the devil to know everything you got is a cheap imitation of God's great glory and I don't need Egypt's bling to look beautiful so I'm going to go ahead and take these earrings because uh, I don't need them to look beautiful, baby. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and take this necklace uh, and these rings. Uh, matter of fact, uh, devil, you tried to get me to paint uh, and cover all the beauty uh, that God gave me, but I'm done with your lies. Uh, Egypt, I'm going to wipe you off of my face uh, and let the eminent glory of God shine. Uh, I don't need fake fingernails. Uh, I don't need fake... Uh, well, we'll just stop with the finger... I don't need uh, this or that. Uh, baby, I am perfectly uh, and wonderfully made before God. I'm not going to believe the same lie uh, that you told Eve uh, that she wasn't good enough. Uh, I'm not going to believe the same uh, tricks are for kids, devil. Uh, I've got everything that God wants me to have. I'm equipped with everything. This is the best life. My God, this is the best life. I don't have to do anything. I get to live for God. I don't have to live holy. I get to live holy. This isn't bondage. The world is bondage. This is what freedom looks like. I just need about 150 people in the building. Go ahead, uh, Sister Victoria. Uh, I don't care uh, what the stars say. Uh, I don't care uh, what the culture says. Uh, I don't care uh, what the news or the media says. Uh, this is uh, the best life. Woo. God said, you want to see faith? Look at him turned his back on everything that Egypt had to offer and chose the glory of God basking in the presence of God's glory on Mount Sinai there's nothing that Egypt has that even comes close to this oh yeah there's no concert I could attend that could even come close to being in the presence of God 
Oh, that's why you ain't got to force me to pray, baby. I want to get in the presence of God. It's not a drudgery for me to pray. Why? Because I get to come before the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody shout, Moses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These, these are the people. And I don't have time to, to preach all of this. The Bible says in verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished. Not even. God said, I'm going to show you a hood rat. God said, I'm even in the business of rescuing hood rats. I'm not even going to hide her career from you. She was a harlot. But you know what happened? When she came in contact with the people of my glory, the Bible says that she perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. When she got next to God's people, she said, uh-uh, I want what you have, and I'm willing to leave everything else. Ain't it something that the world is leaving everything it's got just to have a taste of what we have? And there are people in the church crazy enough, crazy enough to even give the world a second look, crazy enough to even give the world a, a thought, even the thought that the world has in it. There's nothing in the world that I'm even interested in. Rahab said, you can burn it all. You can have it all. Everything I want, I can find in Jehovah God. Everything, she said, you can have my clothes. You can have my house. You can have my music. You can have my style. You can have my desires. Just give me your God. Just give me Jehovah. Oh, somebody in the building ought to just give God praise in this place. These are the kind of people God said I want you to take a close look and then the writer got tired of preaching in verse 32 he did he said and what more shall I say for time would fail me I've been there some of y'all like I wish time would fail right now I'm hungry I gotta get he said for time would fail me to tell thee of Gideon he said, I got, I got more stories I could tell you about Gideon who took 300 men and defeated an innumerable army. Why? Because he had the revelation that you and God are always the majority in any situation. See, I wish somebody would just grab a hold of that right now. If you got God on your side, baby, there's more for you than there are against you. Tell your neighbor, if God be for us, finish the sentence. Go ahead. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had somebody that believed that in this place. If God be for you, nobody can be against you. If God be for you, your upset coworker can't bring you down. If God be for you, your jealous boss can't mess you up. If God be for you, your nervous nephew can't take it. Come on, somebody. If God be for you. Why? 
what more shall I say? Time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and, and Barak and, and of Samson and, oh, and, and of David also. I mean, he, he goes on and Samuel and of the prophets. And then he begins to describe these people. He says in verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms and they wrought righteousness and they obtained promises and they stopped the mouths of lies. Is there anybody inspired to live this kind of life? They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. And out of weakness, they were made strong. They waxed valiant in fight. And they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. He said women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured that they might obtain a better resurrection and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings yea moreover of bonds and imprisonment they were stoned they were sawn asunder they were tempted they were how many of y'all got this kind of a testimony I didn't think so they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute and afflicted and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided uh, some better thing for us uh, that they without us should not be made perfect. Uh, and then verse 12 starts. Uh, Wherefore. If I had some Bible students, you'd be shouting over the word wherefore right now. Some theologians would be shouting over the word wherefore. That means that what he's about to tell you next uh, is simply a continuation uh, of everything he just explained to you. Uh, wherefore, uh, since they did all of that, uh, since God had that testimony uh, in their lives, uh, seeing uh, that we also are compassed about uh, with so great uh, a cloud uh, of witnesses. Who are the witnesses? It's all these people. God, he uses the example of a race in an arena. And he said, while you're out here on the racetrack trying to run, don't you forget the people that are in the bleachers watching. Don't you forget the cloud of witnesses that are watching while you're complaining about your little issues. There's somebody up in the bleachers who gave their life for this gospel. While you're complaining about your little situation, uh, there's somebody up here who paid the ultimate price uh, and died, believe it, come on. Uh, wherefore seeing uh, we are compassed about uh, with so great a cloud uh, of witnesses, uh, let us uh, lay aside uh, every weight uh, and the sin uh, which doth so easily uh, beset us. Oh, God said, why don't you go ahead uh, and start getting rid of all of the things uh, that are standing in your way. Uh, start getting rid of all the stuff, uh, all the excuses, uh, all the things uh, that are holding you back uh, from running the race uh, and being everything that God uh, has called you to be.
while some of us are sitting in our pew and we haven't moved five inches in response to the word because we're tired. There's a cloud of witnesses around this church tonight. And you know what they're saying? What is wrong with her? There's a David up up there saying, what is wrong with that person? Do they not understand the privilege? Oh, that I could have been in a New Testament church where we felt the power of the Holy Ghost and the worship. What are they doing? Come on, let me in, coach. Get them off the track. Let me in there. I'll show them how to dance, baby. Let me in there. I'll show them. Here's how you're. Come on, somebody. You're, you're surrounded by a great cloud. It's time to let go of the excuses. It's time to lay aside the weight. It's time for you to stop coming to church with a bag full of weights that are holding you down and holding you up. It's come on, somebody. Let us run. I came to preach to somebody tonight. Run, baby, run. Run, baby, run. It's time for some of us to start letting go of some things that have been holding us back and let go of some things uh, that have been stopping us uh, from running the race uh, that God has set before us. Uh, somebody tell your neighbor, run, baby, run. Run, 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 baby, run. Woo. And the writer said, notice, he makes a distinction between two things. He did not just say lay aside the sin. But he actually starts by saying, lay aside every weight. Because there are many things that technically might not be sin, but they're weights. They're weights that are holding you down from soaring like an eagle. There's a reason why spiritually you can't get off the ground. Because you've allowed some things to become attached to your life that do not have, uh, come on somebody, uh, that do not have heavenly lift. Uh, they are designed to pull you down. Uh, they are designed to keep you from reaching uh, your spiritual potential. He said if you're going to run the race, uh, you got to learn how to lay aside uh, the weights uh, that are holding you down uh, and the sin. Uh, baby, you can't really run the race uh, and sin at the same time. You look up the word sin in the original language, it literally means to miss the mark. You can't run a race and get to the finish line with sin in your life, you'll miss the mark. If you're going to get to the finish line, you got to get sin out of your life. Come on, I'm preaching to some people in the building right now. You got a nice suit on. You got a nice tie on. Uh, you got a print. But you know what you need to do? Uh, you need a good season of old-fashioned repentance. Oh, I wish I had a church in this building. Uh, you need a good old-fashioned season uh, of walking up in your house uh, and saying, I came to get rid of everything uh, that's been holding me back. Uh, I'm tired of being drug, uh, trying to drag along. I, I'm tired of just trying to barely uh, make it living for God. No, 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 no. You're going in the trash. Uh, give me your phone. It's time to go home and grab your phone and say, nope, that contact's got to go. What you doing? 
I'm laying aside every weight. But they come to church every once in a while. I don't care. They got a nasty attitude. They're weighing me down. Blip. Come on, somebody. It's time for some of us to go grab our phone and say, oh, you know what? That playlist, that ain't glorifying God. Bloop, it ain't nothing but a weight that's weighing me down. Why would I forsake the glory of what God has for me over some stupid music? Why would I forfeit the glory and the promises of God over DJ Shanene? I don't even know all the new artist names. So I get over Lil Nas. Lil Nas got me nauseated. This ain't but a, nothing but a bunch of puke from hell is what it is. And it ain't nothing but a distraction, Brother Oren, uh, to keep you from being the man of God. Uh, that God calls you. So you know what you do? Uh, I got to get that out of my life. Uh, that's real repentance. Uh, some of y'all need to go home and start repenting with iTunes. Broop, broop, gone, gone, gone. I ain't got room for that. While you're trying to run the race, they're seducing spirits. Distracting. Well, I just, let me, let me take care of this devil real quick. Well, I just thought it was a dope beat. I wasn't really paying attention to the lyrics. Two problems. Number one, don't be stupid. I ain't paying attention to the lyrics. That's, tell your neighbor, that's stupid. If you ain't paying attention to the lyrics, the devil's, he's going to wipe you so clean off the face of the earth. Don't, tell your neighbor, don't be stupid. I don't ever want to hear nobody say, I ain't paying attention to the lyrics. Number two, what about the beat? I could take you right now to countries all over the world. I've been there. And I can take you into satanic worship services. And all of the music has no lyrics. It is absolutely about the rhythm and the beat. The dances, the enchantment, it's all about the beat. And you think just because it originated out of a, a, a studio in L.A. with some young thug who didn't have a daddy in his life and doesn't know better than to pick his pants up off the ground, doesn't know better than to get a good haircut and show himself presentable, And he's being used as a, as a tool of Satan, producing beats that are cool, man. I like the beat. And you don't even understand the spiritual connotation. And every time you got that beat in your, in your little ear, earphones, you're piping the, the hands of hell straight into your spirit. You're piping the Satan's. It's his biggest weapon. It's his greatest enemy. What is a child of God doing with that kind of junk in there? I'll tell you what you need to do. Run, baby, run. It's time for you to disconnect and say, oh, no, 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 I'm running. I ain't got time for that nonsense. I'm not falling for that kind of a lie. I'm not falling for that kind of, come on, somebody. I wish I knew the names of these artists because I'd start naming them until I got your artist. Cardi B. Ooh, tell me. Ooh. 
Megan the Stallion? That sounds like a kid's book. I got news from Megan the Stallion. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. Megan the Stallion can jump on their stallion and ride their way out of my life. Why? Because I'm running. I'm running. And I can't let nothing slow me down. I can't let nothing stop me. I gotta run, baby. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. I wish somebody would right now just run. Let hell know I'm running. Let hell know I'm running. I'm headed somewhere. I'm going to the finish line. I can't let nothing stop me. I can't let nothing. I can't let nothing. I'm sorry. I'm not missing out on heaven over some music. I'm not missing out on heaven over some lie from hell. I refuse to trade the riches of glory for the fakery of the world. Baby, I'm running the race. I'm running. You see, the problem is there's a reason why people quit running. It's because they lose sight and they forget why they started running in the first place. They forgot what it was that caused them to begin the race in the first place. Oh, can you reach back and remember that day that God set you free and the shackles came off of your feet and the shackles came off of your hands and the shackles came off of your mind and the shackles came off of your heart. What is the first response of somebody that's been in slavery? I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. What do they do? Look at me run. It's time for some of us to get our eyes back on God in our life. It's time for some of us to readjust because, see, here's the struggle. People have a difficult time letting go. People have a difficult time laying aside. Laying aside means that you're carrying it. It means it's something that you picked up along the way. Somewhere along the way, the voice of the enemy on the side of the trail talked to you and caused you to, in order to pick it up, you got to stop what you're doing. And you got distracted by the lie of the devil. And you got some stuff that you picked up. And now God's talking. He's saying it's time to lay it aside. Because the more stuff you pick up, you keep running slower and slower. Until pretty soon there's people, they come into church, they can't even run anymore. What happens in the physical oftentimes is indicative of what's in the spiritual. Can't even run no more. When's the last time you ran the aisles? 
When's the last time you put your stinking pride on the altar and you danced before the Lord and didn't worry about what anybody else thought? Didn't worry. I'll tell you what's happened. You picked up some stuff along the way that's got you barely walking now. God said, if you're going to run this race, baby, you're going to have to lay it aside. And people struggle with laying it aside. The problem is they forgot why they started running. Because if you truly get a a refocus on why you started running in the first place, if you'll get your eyes on what's in front of you, I said, if you'll get your focus uh, on what's in front of you, then you'll quit worrying uh, about what you have to leave behind you. If you'll get your eyes back on God, uh, then the world will grow strangely dim. uh, And you'll wonder to yourself, why did I ever waste my time? Uh, Why did I ever even get entangled? Uh, Why did I come on somebody? I need somebody right now. Want me to put some Bible on it? And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Everything God has for you is in front of you. When you let go of that thing, you'll never miss it. The only way you'll miss it is if your eyes are still on it. But when you get your eyes on the glory of what's in front of you, what you leave behind uh, makes no difference. Uh, it is in constant. It has no value to me uh, anymore. You got to run uh, the race that is set before you. Oh, you want some more Bible? Thank you for asking. The next verse says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You want to get a good example? Just look at Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. God, he, Jesus showed us how to finish the race. How did he do it? The Bible said, who for the joy that was, where was it set? It was set in front of him. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. When he got a revelation of the glory that was in front of him, then nothing behind him had the ability to captivate his attention. And when you get a fresh revelation of the glory that's before you, when you get a fresh, oh, come on, I'll tell you what some of you need is a fresh trip into the Holy Ghost where God can begin to remind you of the future and the blessing and the glory that he has planned for you and the plans of God are greater. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said the plan of God is greater than any cheap imitation that you could ever manufacture. The plan in the future of God is greater than any imitation and any road that you could take on your own. Jeremiah 29 11, God said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Most transliterations say, for I know the plans that I have for you. 
And in, in most transliterations, it says, plans to prosper you. Plans never to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's what it means to, to bring you to an expected end. And I ain't got time to preach all that. But God's plan. Listen, I feel like I'm preaching to some young adults in the building right now. It's time for you to get your ambitions tied back up to the plan of God and detached from the ways of the world. Come on, I came to preach to you uh, that what God has for you uh, is big. Abraham, you'll never produce a child by the work of the flesh that can carry the promise of your son Isaac. All you'll ever produce is an Ishmael that will disappoint and that will never fulfill. You just trust God. Even when you can't see it, even, come on, that's what this is all about. Even when it looks like it's impossible, even when you don't know how it will happen, you trust the promise and the word from God because, baby, if you'll stay focused, there's going to come a day that God's promise is going to manifest itself from the heavenlies and there's going to be a child born in your life and when that promise is born it's going to bring the blessing and the dominion of God to every aspect of your life then I love what verse 3 said he takes all the excuses well it's just hard well, it's just, it's just, you just don't understand. I bet you these people do. And here's what they have to say. For ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving. Verse 3 said, for consider him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself. Consider Jesus who paid the ultimate price. Gave his very life. It says you better consider him. Why? Lest ye be wearied and faint. This is what causes people to get weary of running the race. This is what causes them to give up running the race. Is they got it convinced in their mind that it's too hard. Hear me somebody. That's what the writer is saying. You think it's so hard and the struggle, the struggle is real. Yeah, but your God is more real. The struggle's real. Yeah, but your God is greater than the struggle. Some of you haven't made up in your mind it's too hard. He said, consider the author and the finisher. Lest you get wearied. If you lose sight, then you're going to get tired of, I I'm just tired of going to church. I I'm just tired of the fight. Those are the words and the thoughts you're entertaining in your mind. You're on dangerous ground. The enemy's got you kicked on the ground of the racetrack. He said, you better consider this, lest you become weary and faint. And listen to what he says. Faint where? In your mind. Because you're going to give up in your mind first before it ever shows up in your walk. The struggle is in your thoughts. I'm preaching to somebody that's been warring with thoughts. That's where the race is being ran. 
It's in your thoughts. God said, don't get weary in your mind. Don't quit running the race. That's why you've got to protect. Hear me, somebody. That's why you've got to protect your thoughts. That's why you can't put Hollywood in front of your eyeballs and expect it not to affect your thoughts. Because it's designed to wear you out. It's designed to erode the conviction of God in your life. It's designed to distract you. It's designed as a fake fire. That's why that worldly music is not harmless. Why? It's a gateway to your mind. That's why social media of the wrong kind is not harmless. Oh, it got quiet right here. I think I'll park for a minute. Man, they're cussing up a storm and they're, they're doing this and what's all that worldly? Oh, I know, but, but, but I'm learning something cool that they're doing here. Have you ever considered what bait looks like? Bait is something good surrounded by a trap that's designed to kill you. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be like some lab rat captivated by the bait. Oh, but it's good stuff. I know it is, but there's a trap connected to it. And the bait won't kill you, but the trap will. Come on, so I'm preaching real good right now. So you know what you do? You go home and you lay aside the weight. I guess I ain't following them anymore. I don't care what I can learn. I'll find a different resource to learn from. I'll find a different. There's got to be better experts that can do it without this kind of music. That can do it with their clothes on. That can do it without cussing. Oh, come on, somebody. Run, baby, run. Run to your future. Run into your destiny. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm prophesying over, I'm prophesying over people in this house that it is the agenda of the enemy to wreck your potential and your future. If he can get you on the track and break you down and get you distracted and get you running after false fires and get you looking at the bait, he can destroy your future. You better get, you better get the same revelation that Joseph had. He had a vision. I'm talking to people that God, it's time for you to go all the way back to the reason you started running. Because somewhere you had a heavenly encounter with God. Somewhere you had a heavenly encounter with God. And God showed you everything that he had planned for you. And God showed you his promise. And what did you do? You started running after it. You started chasing it. But you better believe that along the way, Satan's doing everything he can to stop you from running. Joseph, I gave you a dream. Joseph, I showed you a vision. But there's always going to be a Potiphar's wife. There's always going to be a Potiphar's wife. 
that works their way. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. She came into his life through means that seemed innocent. It was legitimate relationship. It was a work relationship. I'm just friends at work. They're just my, my classmates at school. They're just the co-workers I got to work with every day. The, the enemy will use any avenue he can. You hear me, young men? You hear me, young ladies? The enemy will use any enemy. It's legitimate. But there was a trap being set. Joseph's running, and I'm going to intersect him on the trail. And the enemy's calculating a crossroads. He's running parallel next to you. He's studying your speed. He's studying the rhythm and the alignment of your steps. And he set himself on a trajectory, an intersection. And there came a day, a day of vulnerability. The enemy will wait for the exact right moment when he catches you at your weakest time of carnality. Now's the time to hit him. She backs him into a corner. God, for a young man, thank God for a young man who loved God more than the world, who had a made-up mind. I can't trade what God showed me. There's a reason I'm running this race. There's something at the finish line that I'm trying to get to. God, have mercy. And I can't get, so you know what he did? Oh, he took that robe, that, he took that coat of many colors. It was valuable to him. It meant a lot to him. But you know what? It didn't mean as much as what God had for him at the end of the race. Nothing compares to what God, so you know what he did? He laid aside. This thing's going to get me in trouble. This thing, I'm not even going to stick around to try to find any redemptive value to this situation. Quit trying to argue the redemptive value of your situation. You're playing a game of risk, and the risk outweighs the reward. He understood there's one solution. Run, baby, run. And the Bible said that he fled. Oh, you know what? You need to get a fresh revelation. We think think he was running from her. But I submit to you that he was running towards the prize of God. Don't mistake my running as me always running from something. I'm running from it because I'm running to this. I said I'm running from that because really I'm running to this. When you're focused on what you're running to, it'll never matter to you what you have to run from. You'll understand I got to run. I got Sorry, I got to run. You ever told somebody, sorry, got to run. That's what somebody needs to stand up and let the devil know tonight. Sorry, time's up. Got to run. Come on, somebody, God's talking to you tonight. It's time for you to get a hold of some things in your life uh, and say time to run Uh, 
I've been here long enough. It's time to run. I've been at a standstill long enough. It's time to run. I've been trapped here long enough. I see it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody right now, I see you in the Holy Ghost. You'll reach it. Here, listen to me. Don't you be concerned. If you'll reach right now, God's going to supernaturally empower you to unlock the chains. I don't care how long they've been there. I don't care how tight they feel. If you'll respond right now to the Word of God, God's going to set you free. If you'll respond right now to the Word of God, God's about to break the yoke. Come on, somebody. It's time to run, baby, run. I'm preaching to some young ladies in the building. It's time to run after your promise. Run after your dream. Don't get sideswiped. Don't get distracted by the imitate. Come on, I'm preaching to a young man. Don't forsake your anointing. Don't forsake your calling. Don't forsake the glory of God. Run. Run, baby. Run, baby. Come on. There's a cloud of witnesses that are cheering you on. Run. Get up and run. I don't care if you fell. I don't care if you made a mistake. Get up and run. Get up. There's nothing that can stop you. Death can't stop you. Tribulation can't stop you. Temptation. Come on, run. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. Run. Come on, young man. It's not worth it. I said it's a trap. It's a distraction. Run. 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 Somebody right now needs to turn your focus on the finish line. Somebody needs to lift your head and get your eyes back on the heavenlies tonight. Somebody needs to lift your eyes back to the heavenlies tonight. There's a reason I'm running. I've got to run. Come on. Come on. Lay aside the weight. Lay it aside. I'm leaving this at the altar tonight. Come on. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave the sin at the altar tonight. I'm going to leave the weight at the altar. Come on. The weight might be the job you're working at. The weight might be some friendships. The weight might be some bad habits. The weight might be your phone bill. Come on. I'm laying it down today. I'm putting it on the altar. I got to keep on running. I got to keep on. Come on. Run, baby, run. 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 Run, baby. Come on. They're cheering you on from the clouds of heaven. They're cheering you on from the portals of glory. They're cheering you on from the bleachers of the heavenlies. Run. Run, young man. Run to your destiny. Run to your purpose. Run. Come on, young lady. Run to the glory of God. Run to your promises. Run. 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 Come on. Somebody's getting loose tonight. Somebody's breaking free tonight. Somebody's breaking free tonight. 
decoy from the enemy. Run! Run! Now's your chance. I'm preaching to somebody. Now's your chance. Run for it. Make a run for it. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is your chance. Make a run for it. This is your chance. Make a run. 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 Lift your hands. Lift your hands. The devil can't stop your repentance. I said the devil can't stop you from repenting tonight. The devil can't stop you from letting go of sin. Come on, I gotta run. I gotta run. I gotta run. Go. 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 Run. Run. Come on, young lady. You're more than what the enemy wants you to believe you are. Come on, young man. You're greater than what the devil is telling you. Come on, young man. Your future is too valuable to throw away. Your future is too valuable to trade. Run for it. Run for it. Run for it. Come on. Come on. Run as fast as you can tonight. Run in the direction of Jesus. Run in the direction of God's glory. Run! Go! 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 Come on! Tonight's the night! Tonight's the night I break free! Tonight's the night! I'm getting back on track! Tonight's the night! I start running again! Tonight's the night! I start living for God again! Tonight's the night uh, I get my anointing back. Uh, tonight's the night. Uh, run. Run. I see you in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I see you breaking free. I see you breaking free.